In this week's episode, Vani and I speak with Laura Powers. Laura is an actress, model, producer, host, writer, psychic, singer, and speaker who helps others receive guidance and communicate with loved ones. While she was building her psychic business, she was making her living as an actress. She now focuses on all the things she loves to do. She has a television show in development and is currently producing her first film. Hi, Laura. It's Vani and Aaron. Hey, Vani. Hello. Hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. There's like, I don't know if like our time's going to even be enough. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Can you just start by telling us what a medium is? Sure. Yeah. So a psychic medium is someone who communicates with spirits and beings on the other side. So spirits, angels, loved ones who've passed. So I'm really curious because I lost my husband to, to suicide and, um, at, but, but we like to change the conversation and say that he died from an illness to normal, to normalize it and to destigmatize and to update it. But from what you have seen, when you work with clients who have lost someone to suicide, what are you seeing where they are? Sure. Yeah. So it depends on whether they're an earthbound spirit or uh, on the other side. So when someone passes, the light opens, which is like a gateway or portal to the other side. And most of the time that spirit then does cross over into the light. Um, But if they don't, they become what we typically call a ghost or an earthbound spirit. So that can happen. But most of the time, even in cases of suicide, that spirit is on the other side and they are, you know, looking at their life, uh, trying to understand, you know, why, what happened, happened. And sometimes preparing for coming back for reincarnation. And sometimes they have work to do on the other side. But the message I always get is that their loved ones, are loved and that they don't blame, you know, the, the people who remained here, their, their family in any way. And they're always sending so much love to those individuals. I love that. I love, I love to hear that. And I, I really appreciate that to, to know that. I was just wondering when we talk about, um, when you talk about them coming, you know, some of them don't cross over, they remain here as ghosts because they still have work to do. Does it, do the ghosts, are they ever like, negative are they ever like dark and scary ghosts or are they just ghosts here trying to help their loved ones i would say that you know a ghost is a a person whose body has died and their soul has remained here so their personality elements will frequently stay as they were (laughs) before they pass Uh, so i wouldn't say that they're evil but you know there are not nice people and then there are good people. And that remains the same with ghosts as well. I also don't like to think of it as that it's because they have work to do that they remain here. Sometimes they might feel that way, but it it tends to be more that they feel like something is finished or they're having a hard time letting go. Or in some cases, when there's trauma, they just have a hard time even seeing the light and going into it. Once they've they've entered the light, is is it 
you know, for everybody who enters late, is, it, is there a sense of, of peace and completion on the other side? Or, you know, you mentioned how some go toward reincarnation and some uh, feel like they have work to do on the other side. Is that necessarily a place of, of peace always? Or is there, for those people maybe who feel like they have to work, some kind of sense of, of turmoil? And, and I really... I guess my question also kind of pertains to the prevailing Christian notion of heaven and hell, pain and suffering versus eternal pleasure. How does that kind of mold into, you know, what you're seeing? Yeah. So when I say work, I mean soul work. And it's not something that is like, oh, I got to get to work in the morning, <laughs> Monday, uh, right, tired. Right. It's not like that at all. It's more like something that our soul wants to do, has a drive to do and our mission and our missions are there on a soul level. You know, we, we have a lifetime mission, but then also we have missions of things that we're just working on as a soul, as a whole. So it doesn't have that kind of burdensome, heavy kind of bummer <laughs> kind of energy in the way that, you know, if you're doing a job, you don't like that you might feel about it. And in regards to the other side and what it's like, it's a lovely place. Uh, you know, you can, whatever you think about or can imagine that you love, you can create that on the other side with a thought. Um, it, it's like here in order for safety for people to be safe, it can take a bit of time to manifest and create what you'd envision and desire. I think many things are possible here, but it's not going to be instantaneous because, you know, here you could think of being eaten by a lion and immediately get eaten by a lion. And that'd be very dangerous. <laughs> you have to have some time in order to ensure that, you know, whatever you think about instantly isn't going to come back to you in a negative way. On the other side, it's only love. So whatever you think about can instantly come to you and it's safe and wonderful. And in regard to hell and this idea of punishment, that is a, a very human-made creation, like man-made, uh, incarnated creation. I've never seen anything like that um, on the other side. It's all love and support. And even when people have done things that we might label bad, it's often just because they don't know any better. Think of like a, a young child that does something um, that and they just haven't learned that it's not a good idea yet and that's what happens through the process of incarnation we understand through incarnation why it's good to do certain things and not nice to do certain other things and then as a soul gets older they get lighter and lighter so on the other side it's simply a place of pure love and understanding and when we incarnate here it's like we forget some of those things so that we can sort of practice on a pure level one thing that I really appreciate that you just said is that, you know, hell has, hell has been man-made. People will say, well, you know, your husband went to hell for killing himself. And that's such a oh, shocking, terrible. and we don't have, you know, because sometimes in the Bible it says, you know, that, that same thing. So for you to kind of do that validation that that's man-made, it means so much to us that, that have lost. As a medium, one of the things that you do is you can give messages from people that have passed. And that is so amazing. Tell us a little bit about like that experience and like when you first received that and how you started to feel and learn that you were actually a medium and had this gift. Sure. So I will say that growing up, I thought maybe I was crazy. <laughs> Uh, this is somewhat common for people who have these abilities, but it became pretty clear to me at a young age that I saw and sensed things that other people didn't see. And I actually saw ghosts 
uh, very strongly. In fact, if you've ever seen the movie Sixth Sense, I was a lot like the the kid, Joel, Joel, Haley Joel Osment's character in The Sixth Sense, where I would see ghosts and they looked like solid people to me in some cases. So it was very confusing to me. I learned to pay attention to what others were noticing, and if they weren't responding to that, then I tried not to. But it still sometimes wasn't always possible for me to tell. So, you know, there were just confusing things that happened. In one case, I called the cops on what turned out to be a ghost because I thought there was an intruder in the house. You know, it just it was confusing mm-hmm. times. And I learned just to keep it to myself and, uh, you know, because of the fear of being persecuted and, and that maybe I was mentally ill. And it wasn't until I was in college that a family friend described a ghost that I had seen but never told anyone about. And that was very, uh, you know, significant happening for me because on the one hand, I wasn't crazy, and that was lovely. (laughs) But on the other hand, I didn't really know what to do with it. I didn't at that time have any teachers in my life. And though the Internet was there, it wasn't developed in the way that it is now. Like now it's so easy to find information and community and teachers in this area, but I just didn't have that at that time. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do, which was try to block it out. And I was fairly successful in that I didn't see and sense things like I had before, but it was also there interacting with me. And I also blocked out my intuition. So many years later, when I went to a psychic because my life was just falling apart and she explained to me how when I blocked out my abilities, I blocked out my intuition. And so I set about taking psychic development classes to just help my life, honestly. And through the process, started to learn more about how to use my abilities and started to do practice readings for people. And people started to say, wow, you're really good at this and started to ask me to do it. And so it just kind of developed that way. But for anyone who has these abilities, you know, if you don't know how to manage, it can be very intense. It can be very stressful. And that fear of being mentally ill is very real. And you know, one of the things I like to say is if you think you might be mentally ill, you're probably not mentally ill because most mentally ill people don't even, it doesn't even occur to them yeah. <laughs> that they might be mentally ill. Because <laughs> I find that like really interesting. So one thing, like, is this, does it, is this in your family? Like, are you the only one? And I, I think of, you know, when we talk about mental health, I automatically think of schizophrenia. Did you ever think, or did any of your family ever think that you could be like schizophrenic? Because I see today that that is being a confusion between like a, a gift like yours and the mental health illness, schizophrenia. I thought I was. And then I, as soon as I started to connect with others that had psychic abilities, I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't the case. It was just that I had this ability that most people don't have. I mean, it's not completely unique. Other people have it, but it's just not that common. And the other issue is there are people that have these abilities and simply don't know that they have them or how to manage it because we just don't have training. I mean, you don't get your psychic ABCs when you're growing up like you do learning the alphabet. And so I'm very passionate about teaching this stuff because I I know that if I had learned this stuff at a younger age, I would have had such an easier path than I ended up having because I I didn't know what to do with all these abilities. But yes, I, I know that it is often thought that people that see see things or hear voices that they are mentally ill and sometimes that is the case I've certainly come across people where you know they absolutely have mental illness and they are seeing and sensing things that are not there in the psychic and spiritual realm and 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 I think sometimes there's brain things going on there might be a parasite I mean it's, it's complex what's going on in that case and I I have had like I had one aunt that asked if I was schizophrenic but I think anyone who talks with me and and 
especially those who have other abilities, can sense that I'm not. And again, I questioned my sanity <laughs> from yeah. the beginning. And then the more that I learned about these abilities and I got confirmation that others with training and that had these abilities could see and sense what I did, that was very freeing and helpful for me and helped release that fear of mental illness. And I love teaching psychic development for that reason, because now I help others connect with their own abilities. I give them confirmation of what they're seeing and sensing, and then they're getting that from other people, for example, in my group classes. So it's so powerful to feel what you see and sense psychically, and then to get that confirmation. It just not only helps you feel like you're not mentally ill, but also when you're tapping into that, you just have a better life. You know, really curious to know how you became a celebrity psychic. You have so many readings with so many famous, interesting, and everyday people. Yeah, I'm happy to share that. So first of all, I think that this is part of my path and purpose. So as a result of that, things have aligned in that way. And I want to share that when we align with whatever we're here to do, things often will just kind of come in much more easily (laughs) than if we're trying to fight whatever we were, you know, came here for. So when I was younger, I was in government and politics and I really felt a drive to do that. But as I got connected with my psychic and intuitive abilities, I came to realize that that wasn't really the the path that had been laid out for me. And at first I fought it, but the more that I connected with my abilities and leaned into my life path and purpose, the better everything went. So in my case, my life path and purpose, a lot of it involves helping people connect spiritually, understand how it works, and then also to be a model for people in that way. And so when I leaned into that, then a lot of amazing doors opened for me. And things happened for me very quickly in terms of media and connecting with those who are known. So when I was very first starting out, I got the message to offer readings at a local coffee shop. And I kind of resisted it at first because I didn't want to do it publicly. But then I put up a flyer in the window. And the first day that I was supposed to do it, the managing editor of the local paper called and asked if he could write a story about me. And it really was not just about the media, but about getting the word out. So I know that in my case, one of the ways for me to get the word out is to work in you know large media and with celebrities because celebrities are influencers. And when they do something, people pay attention. So for me, it's, it's really about that educational aspect. And for example, with Will Ferrell's podcast, you know, they invited me to be a guest. And I really believe that that was just the angels and the sort of higher spirits involved to try and help make that happen. So even though that was a comedy podcast, it basically was educating people about the psychic realm and how it works. So whatever your dreams are, I think it's important to acknowledge that it's possible, but also really checking in with your intuition to see what's aligned for you and then using that intuition to manifest what it is that you want to create. And I'm such a fan of manifesting and also learning to tap into your intuition so that you can more easily create the life that you want to create. And so as a psychic, I've been able to do that probably easier than a lot of people because I hear those intuitive signs and messages so strongly. Well, as someone that has, you know, spoken with you and experienced, you know, some of the things that 
maybe that you saw for me. I just have to tell you that when we when we spoke last, when we had our conversation, you said your life is going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be, and you know, and it has been a roller coaster. I mean, definitely <laughs> since since we talked, sure. it definitely has been a roller coaster that I'm not able to keep up on. Um, but also, you said. I see you, you're going to be speaking in front of a very large group of people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, Tuesday, Laura, I talked to 2,100 people on a presentation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I know. So, so this is validation for you and your work. And I know that there was one thing that we've said too, that I'm going to be going through the tunnel of love. You know, that hasn't happened yet, but I'm, I'm still waiting for that. Um, so how do you, like someone like me that you really told me something that was going to happen. And at that time, I'm like, "Mm, how can that really happen? And then it happens. You're like, whoa, how do you, I mean, how does it feel that when I tell you, like it really happens? I mean, I'm not surprised. And as a psychic, I've had to really learn not to take it personally when people believe or don't believe. I mean, everyone is on their own spiritual path and journey. And a lot of times I predict things that seem impossible. I mean, I I know it's happened over and over again. I mean, it's a very common thing for me to say that I think something is going to happen. And I get this reaction like, that's crazy or, well, you know, (laughs) that's not going to happen. And at first when I was a new psychic, I would kind of take it personally and maybe even question it. But now I don't, you know, things pop up that, pop up for me psychically for a reason and I've had many experiences and in some cases with very public people of that happening I have one client um that came to me a couple of years ago and I can share his story because he now has the podcast and he's very public about this that happened so he heard me on a podcast and by the way podcasting is a very powerful avenue so I'm very glad that you're doing this he heard me on a podcast as a guest and then he listened to all my podcasts that I'd had for like eight years of podcasts And then he booked a session with me. And in that session, I said, you're going to write a book and um, your life path and purpose involves spirituality and helping people connect with that. And eventually you're going to quit your job. And he was a Silicon Valley partner in a tech firm. So, you know, this was very out of the box for tech world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And he, you know, I could tell he just didn't really believe it. (laughs) He didn't say it. I could just tell with his tone of voice. And then a year later, he wrote a book that I predicted that he would write, and it, it became a bestseller. And uh, actually, he just released his second book and quit his job in that tech world to work full-time on consciousness and spirituality. So his name is Mark Gober, and so that's an example. He, he references me in his work all the time now, and that's an example of like not taking it personally and just letting things unfold. And, and one of the reasons that I think this happens or people don't believe it is – you know, we, when we're born, we kind of forget, we have this amnesia of everything that happened on the other side. And even when something has been laid out and planned for us, or even on a soul level, we've decided that we want to do something. We don't have that connection with that necessarily. And sometimes when we're born, you know, the life that we're born into uh, is very opposite of whatever it is that we came here to do. And sometimes that's on purpose so that we can learn to overcome that and then be a model for others. But, you know, it frequently sounds crazy. If someone had told me even early on in my psychic work that I was going to be a psychic, I would have said they were crazy because I was in government and politics, and that's what I did. And psychic sounded crazy, you know, for that. But as I took the steps, gradually and gradually became more clear that that is what I was meant to do. And I think that happens with a lot of other people as well. 
that what, what you're talking about is alignment. And I know we've kind of, I, I felt mm-hmm. it in my own life. What are, what are some tips you have, I guess, for people who sense that alignment, they sense the direction they're supposed to go, but there's just that thing holding them back, whether it be something they were socialized in, trained in, whether it be a religion or a, a particular way of thinking, what's a way for someone to really walk that line of alignment once they've started sensing it? Well, I think it's complex, certainly, and it's very common for us to resist our path and that alignment either because we don't think it's possible or there's something about that that frightens us. I think fear is an incredible force that really stops people from, you know, love and alignment and abundance um, because of the fear of certain things. And that fear may have to do with programming, fear that it's not possible to do what you've been told or feel that you want to do. And then there's also trauma, um, and that can be trauma from this life or past life trauma. So, for example, a lot of people that have psychic abilities are very fearful of coming out with them or utilizing them because of past life trauma. Like, for example, I know I've been burned as a witch before um, because of my abilities. And a lot of our abilities come to us on a soul level, like we have them through multiple lifetimes. So I think it's quite complex to unpack. But it's important for us to move through that fear and really face it because what's on the other side of fear is love and abundance. And for people that are having a really hard time with taking some of those steps, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give is to just break it down into baby steps. You know, so it, with a lot of people, when they're asking about their path and purpose, I'm just, I just get like the one little step because sometimes that person would be overwhelmed by the entire picture. So it's like, okay, if they're supposed to write a book, just take a, take a course on writing, you know, (laughs) or or read a book on writing, you know, take that one little step that maybe doesn't elicit so much fear and take that step. But I do think that if you're not in at least a little bit of fear as you're moving forward, you're probably not working as fast as your soul would like to work. (laughs) You know, I mean, Laura, it looks like you have taken the lead on so many different things. You are in entertainment, the celebrity psychic, actress, model, host, singer, writer, speaker. You have your seventh book out, Archangels and Ascended Masters, which was released in 2018. You travel, you've been on many, many television shows, almost, I think, all the stations that are out there. But you also have a television show in development. We want to know more about that. Yeah, you know, I've been working on television for a while. I I shot a TV pilot that didn't get picked up, and I've had attachment agreements with a bunch of different producers. And I'm currently still working on some of those. And I know that it's just a matter of time, (laughs) even if I end up being the producer myself, but I just know that television is such an incredible communication tool. So I have a couple of different show concepts that I'm working on and it did get a little bit slowed down by the pandemic with, you know, everything that happened slowed down with entertainment as a whole. But yeah, I actually have some meetings this week in discussion about some possibilities and I just know that it's important. And for anyone listening Sometimes when we're doing something big or we're going to have a big impact, there can be a lot of resistance and it can take a bit of time. So to have patience with it and to keep moving forward on your dreams and vision for yourself. And also this, I'm getting to share this idea that our minds, our lives are very much like a Netflix view. So if you've ever watched Netflix, you know, you watch it and then the algorithm 
suggest things for you that are in alignment with whatever it is that you've already watched. So life is like that. And it's important for us to continue to choose whatever it is that we are wanting to bring into our lives. And I bring this up because I've been guided to do television for a while and I have done a fair amount of television, but I, a couple of years ago I was feeling frustrated and I asked my guys like, why, why don't I have my own show yet? And they're basically told me we're bringing it to you as fast as you can handle it. Meaning I had some unhealthy patterns and I needed to clear some of those in order to have the experience be a positive experience when it came in, because uh, there are certain things that magnify our patterns, including, you know, fame or power, money, all of these things increase our patterns. And if we don't heal some of those things, it can actually end up being damaging for us. So that's what I've gotten from my guides is that it's coming and it'll come when it's exactly the right time. And in the meantime, I'm just continuing to build and shift and heal and clear anything that keeps that out of alignment for me. So I like that because do you feel like everything is like happens when it's supposed to? It happens when it's supposed to and when we're ready. And so I think that's one of the big things is especially with manifesting a law of attraction. People feel like I'm doing it and it's not working. And I'm like, it's not that it's not working, but either maybe it's a timing issue or maybe you're trying to bring in something that isn't allowed out of, isn't in alignment for you as a soul and the third aspect is maybe you have some other thing that is combating that that aspect, whatever it is that you're trying to bring in. So, for example, um, I had some things I needed to ship. So uh, I was a, I used to drink. I used to be a pretty heavy drinker. And this is pretty common. And by the way, it's very common for people with psychic abilities because it's a way of blocking things out. It's a coping mechanism. And uh, by the way, a lot of people that struggle with uh, depression and anxiety are very, very psychic and simply don't have the tools. So I was a drinker and I, I got the message I needed to stop drinking and my body started to basically reject alcohol, which is really interesting because um, I'd never had a problem with it before. And I, as often is the case, I resisted it for a bit, but eventually it became clear I just really need to stop doing this. And as soon as I stopped drinking, I booked my TV pilot and BuzzFeed. So I was featured on BuzzFeed. And it just was so clear, like this thing that, you know, drinking alcohol had brought my energy down, my vibration down, and my ability to manifest down. And so when I released that, you know, all of a sudden these things came in that have been trying to create a very quickly. So I'm bringing that up because I feel like people try to manifest and they don't realize that there's things that they might be doing, thinking, believing, you know, behaviors, addictions, patterns, relationships that are actually keeping them from that alignment. Wow. That's really powerful, powerful information. Um, so as we wrap up, I think that, you know, not to put you on the spot or anything, but as you're waiting, as you're getting ready to go on a podcast, do you ever get messages for your podcast hosts? I do all the time and I'll get messages to share for that individual and then I'll also get messages for the audience as a whole. Like I basically, I, you know, I'm constantly channeling <laughs> whether I, you know, am intending to or not. In fact, 
my thoughts are often not just my thoughts, meaning it's not generated by me, but I'm constantly getting information coming in. So yeah, it's very common. And the message I'm getting for you, Avani, is, you know, that your, your husband is, he's safe. He loves you so much. And I just keep seeing these images of these kind of heart, like almost like these cartoon heart bubbles (laughs) being sent your way. And he so supports the work that you're doing right now. So just it's important for you to know that and that you are loved and supported by him, the angels, and that this work is very, very important. So he wants you to know that. And also he shows me standing behind you that he's like on your right side standing there um, and that he's very frequently there just trying to give you support. And he actually shows me putting his hand on your shoulder. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's like, it brings like a little tear to my eye. But Laura, I mean, it, it is just an honor and a privilege to have you here today. And I can't thank you enough for sharing a part of you and your wisdom and your life experiences and your transparency with us. It truly means so much. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I didn't know what to expect. And um, this has been amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's my honor to connect with you too. And thank you so much for putting out this message because I think there's so much stigma around mental health and suicide and and I really want to help clear that and you know this idea of people being punished or that's just wrong from my perspective as a psychic that is not what I sense at all and the other side and the system is pure love from what I've experienced and it's really our perception of the situation that leads to this judgment and I, I love that you're trying to help reframe this as someone from dying from a disease because the mental health is can be a disease when it's not treated properly. And I think our whole society is learning and trying to learn how to handle this in a way that is more loving. And judgment is a very dark emotion. And I don't sense any of that from the other side, even when people do things on a soul level that is <laughs> that are not, you know, nice things. On the other side, they then learn why that's not a good thing to do. And then they reincarnate and, and experience things in a more complete level. So I'm so glad you're helping people to help clear and release that judgment and help reframe these perceptions of, you know, suicide and mental health and, and help people understand and look at it in a more loving way. Well, that is definitely validating to me, and I really appreciate that. But so tell our listeners how they can contact you and where they can find information about you. Sure. My website for my psychic and healing work is healingpowers.net. So my name is Laura Powers, so it's tied in with that. And then on my creative side, because as you mentioned, I do a lot of other things too, it's laurapowers.net. You can find information on my psychic work on either. And then I'm on social media at Instagram, laurapowers44. So 44 is an angel number. And then on Facebook at Healing Powers. And people can always reach out to me at bookings at laurapowers.net as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. Well, that conversation was amazing. And I think that it's such an interesting topic because, you know, some people are afraid of what a medium and a psychic um, does. And I think that we all get to where we are because of our life experiences. And I may not have necessarily believed and probably would have been a naysayer before I lost my husband, but I think that we just so look for do I have a sign from him? And can somebody give me something? And then when we get it, we grasp. But then when she can actually say, you know what, you're going to be talking in front of 2,100 people. And then it happens. You're like, what? How does she know that? So that's pretty cool. So I just want to say thank you again 
to Mercantile Bank for allowing us to use their conference room. Thank you to Kim, our producer, once again. If you're struggling and need help, please contact 24-7 hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. Again, it's 1-800-273-TALK. Got to get going. Got so much to do and all.